Welcome to the Higher Self Podcast. My name is Pete Gilfill, and I'm here with my business partner, Nat Truitt. We're all about helping people become the better business people or just become entrepreneurs. Good morning, Nat. Good morning, Pete. How are you doing today? Oh, man. Well, you know, I'm usually super pumped up or last time I was, you know, worked up. You know, today is I'm just darn cold. I'm cold. <laughs> You know, you know, it's cold and we're starting out this new year, 2022, you're like, it's crazy cold out there. And you know, it's cold. You know, we have the puppy, right? The puppy's 10 months old, seven below the other day, take the dog, try to take the dog out to go to the bathroom. Keyword there is try. Okay. Literally open up the door. The, the dog looks at me, sits down and goes, I'm not freaking going out there. <laughs> That's awesome. You know, it's like, uh, ah, you know, and then it gets worse, right? So um, we're having to deal with this cold. I got this dog that doesn't want to go outside. You got to get the dog outside, right? But then I got all my friends have moved to Florida, right? And so now they're they're calling me and giving me a hard time. Say, hey, I hear it's seven below there. And uh, it's right. 60 and sunny here in Florida. Uh, you know, so I, I actually uh, feel a little dumb here. I, I'm not the I'm not so smart not to have moved down to Florida like everybody else. Well, you know, we uh, rationalize this by saying we want to enjoy all four seasons to their utmost. <laughs> yeah, well, we are definitely getting uh, the fourth season for sure. Uh, absolutely. So so today we got a very special guest, Nat. We have Dan DeQuisco. And Dan is the founder of Launder Lab. And so I welcome you, Dan. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, and now I was reading, I was preparing for this, Dan. You are a Minnesota boy. Is that right? Born and raised. Where where in Minnesota? A uh, little small town on the Mississippi River called uh, Red Wing. Red Wing, absolutely. My grandfather owned a Ford dealership in Zombroda, Minnesota. Yep, I know exactly where that is. You got to drive through there. Uh, you know, almost blink an eye, and you're you're uh, you're through it. Yeah, it's a small town for sure, uh, but absolutely, Red Wing, just a great river town. My uh, grandfather used to boat, uh, had a, a, a boat on the Mississippi, and that's where he, he docked it. So just yep. a great little city. So so you were raised in Minnesota, and uh, you have a business partner, and you guys kind of started this whole idea of your business. It got seated while you were in college. Is that right? Correct. Yep. I can't take full credit for it. Uh, my co-founder, uh, best friend, and I grew up. Uh, in in Red Wing. Uh, And once we graduated uh, high school, he decided to attend Wake Forest University down here in North Carolina, where we are now. Um, And that's where we uh, we jumped into the or where he jumped into the laundry business first. No, and I read something. It was like a project for college or something like that. Yep, that's exactly right. So uh, it started, it's called Wake Wash, um, catered to uh, the campus students um, who live on campus. And um, basically an entrepreneurship teacher said, hey, here's $40, go start a business. And I mean, you have your typical t-shirt business or yeah. a food stand or whatever it is. And uh, um, some students started a laundry and dry cleaning pickup and delivery service from from students' dorms and, and uh, it, it took off. I wish I would have had that in college. Yes, likewise. Right. I hated doing laundry, right? Hey, so, hey, hey, Pete, what you don't know is your kids probably are using that service and you're paying for it. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably true, right? So in college, the way I did laundry is I swept, uh, I took my sweatshirt and uh, turned it inside out and then it was all clean again, right? <laughs> right. Spray so, some Febreze and, and call it yeah. a day. So you took the, so they took this project, you know, started with $40 and they built it into a multi-million dollar business. Is that right? Yeah, pretty significant. So um, the, my co-founder acquired it his uh, um, sophomore year um, and really started focusing on building it uh, into the college sort of 
landscape and and one of their biggest things were basically getting it part of uh, orientation so you know that's when all the energy is the highest freshmen are coming in yeah parents are excited students are excited and basically set it up to where you uh, signed up for your classes you signed you got your books you signed up for your meal plan um, and oh hey here's this thing uh, laundry service as well so it was just it was a perfect sort of uh, setup and they generated basically 90 percent of their revenue in a two-day period holy cow that's absolutely amazing and you're right Nat my kids would have signed up for that and I would be paying for that for sure so <laughs> so how did that migrate because I think that it was that it moved to to you laundry so correct how, yep. what, how, what, what was the jump there Yep. Yeah. So uh, senior year, um, while Alex um, was uh, at Wake Forest, I mean, he he was really trying now. He had a rough, he had a model that he was excited about. It was proven and he was looking to scale it across other universities in the area, Chapel Hill, um, NC State. Uh, even High Point, other other colleges that are mm-hmm. similar to Wake Forest down here, um, very quickly ran across a lot of red tape. And so they sold the business um, and ended up going into their quote unquote big boy jobs. And so Alex landed here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina, working for Ernst & Young as a financial consultant. And in the back of his mind, um, he, uh, he really wanted to uh, continue to be an entrepreneur and just didn't have that fulfillment, uh, uh, fulfilling sort of, uh, career. And, and we were young. And so him and I, again, best friends, um, always engaging in conversations. I was still up in Minnesota at the time. And one thing led to another long, long night conversations turned into a business model and idea ideation. And, and we ultimately recognized that laundry is a, is a thing that everyone has to do and uh, nobody likes doing it. Um, college has kind of proved to be sort of a smaller market, uh, but we looked at wanting to build something bigger. And so we looked at a mass population sort of uh, exercising, exercise into seeing what sort of market opportunity was there. Um, and those conversations led us to building what is now called to you laundry um, where we're basically picking up and delivering laundry and dry cleaning from busy families in suburban parts of Charlotte who dual income households with kids. Yeah. The last thing that they want to do when they get home is more laundry. And so we brought that to market and it's a tech enabled service that's grown pretty drastically over the last six years. Yeah. All right. So that was kind of the foundation for Laundro Lab, right? And you, you started Laundro Lab really during the pandemic. You picked you pick the hardest time you possibly could do to start a business. You started in the middle of a pandemic. So congratulations yep. on that. <laughs> Timing is so everything. <laughs> it, it really is. It really is. Yeah. So the quick evolution story there was uh, we had we, we kind of worked our way backwards into the laundromat industry and we did it the hardest way possible. If you think about to you, it's a pickup and delivery service. There's a lot of logistics, technology, marketing, employees, sure. um, drivers, et cetera. Um, but what we've recognized over the last six years of building the business was we needed to build our own supply chain. Um, and really what that comes down to, uh, traditionally, there's really no assets out there that we could leverage. Um, and it came down to existing laundromats, and um, which we worked in. We brought additional revenue to small mom and pop owners um, and, and employed our own labor into their laundromat during downtimes um, when a traditional walk-in customer wasn't using it. And so it worked really well for them. But we quickly recognized that it was an opportunity for us to uh, build our own store sort of vertically and continue to vertically integrate our uh, operations, um, which led us into owning our own laundromat. And uh, that just uncovered a really exciting business model. We 
we almost accidentally created one of the best laundromats in the country, put a lot of systems and strategies wow. in place, technology, and um, it basically allowed us to incubate what is now called Laundra Lab. And we brought yeah. that to market last year from a franchising okay. concept. Oh, that's very cool. And the laundromat industry, that's a pretty big industry, right? I think it's like a Massive. $5 billion industry. It's, and a, it's a need. Yeah, and growing, right? Uh, from a standpoint, because we are in a renter nation. So people need this, right? There's more people rent uh, apartments, homes, so forth. So I get that. I, I understand that. And I thought I read there's like 30,000 laundromats out there. Yep, absolutely. So there's it's a it's a massively fragmented industry with no dominant player in the space. And again, traditionally, it's an exciting investment model that cash flows. The on ramp to profitability is quick. It's simple labor, um, and it's essentially you build a four wall asset that customers kind of uh, come and and it's a, it's a service they need. And if you build it right, um, you'll have a highly successful uh, repeat customer base and laundromats have a 95% success rate. And so we looked at that as an opportunity to bring the first nationally recognized brand into the space. Okay. So there's a lot, it's fragmented, 30,000 different laundromats out there. So what separates Launder Lab, right? What, yep. what is, so you know, because uh, I think about it, you're coming into it, there's lots of mom and pop. So what separates, what makes you guys, your business model so special for the customer? Yep. So if you look back at, the, if you take a deeper dive into the industry, 90% of those 30,000 laundromats are are what people call zombie mats. And, and those essentially are locations that haven't changed in 20, 30 years. Owners just uh, have done well and and they don't want to change their their business model. And the laundromat industry really hasn't had any disruption to it in, in 100 plus years. And and so you see a lot of these industries that need to transition over time. And, and now is that time to to do it. And so um, it's typically been sort of shied away from because it is an operationally capitally intensive business. Um, and we looked at that as an opportunity to take sort of our entrepreneurial technology enabled mindset to an old school antiquated industry and create the 2.0 model. And you just have these small intricacies of, of differentiation of, of really putting the customer first. And so you have the best equipment, the best technology, amenities, um, and, uh, and really kind of bring all of that together and you're going to have a two times better laundromat uh, experience than what's most out there. All right. So let, let's break that down a little bit, right? So you talk about number one, technology. So what do you mean by your laundromat, Launder Labs have the technology to make it a better experience for customers? What, is, what does that mean? Yep. We look at talk technology in two ways. One for the owner, which allows simplification of ownership management and ultimately beyond ramp to multiple locations. Um, that's that's pretty straightforward. The, the customer focused technology um, is really taking today. Everybody has a smartphone. Um, QR codes are becoming more and more prominent, especially during uh, COVID. And so our machines have the capability for customers to load a digital wallet. Um, with uh, with cash um, or even quarters and uh, translate that to their wallet and pay for their machines. They can get notifications um, when their washer is done, dryer is done, and and uh, it streamlines the the customer experience and, and really enables them to have a, a lot of convenience there. Um, and uh, from an ownership perspective, it mitigates what traditionally is looked at as a um, an issue in the laundromat industry with having a ton of cash and, and quarters yeah, on site. Yeah, and sure. So, 
um, you're seeing that evolution right now. Oh, that's very cool. So it's a good experience. I can bring my phone. I can pay for it that way. I can see when my stuff's done. All right. I, I got that. And I suspect you got Wi-Fi in there that I could use if I'm sitting, waiting, all that kind of good stuff. So talk to me about the machines. I mean, because I mean, aren't washer and dryers just kind of a dime a dozen out there? Yeah, exactly. This That's traditionally what they're looked at. We've partnered with uh, the best in the nation. It's Electrolux. They're a household name, um, private company from Sweden. They build the best of the best. And one thing that they've invested a lot of their uh, R&D into is what's called a high spin machine. And so these these washers spin at a 450G um, force. And, and, uh, if you think about that from a washing and utilities perspective, um, it, it decreases the amount of utilities as a percentage of revenue, which helps an owner. And then from a customer, your clothes are essentially almost dry when they come out of the washer, which decreases the amount of money you need to spend in the dryer and decreases the amount of time you're actually going to be in the store. And I suppose they're built to last a long time. Long time. Yep. These right. again are, are, are the best of the best. Um, they last anywhere from 15 to 20 years uh, on average. Yeah, that's very cool. That's absolutely amazing. I, I need one of those for my house, right? Uh, <laughs> can, can I get one of those? Can you give me a deal? You know a guy. But yeah, anyways, uh, all right. Excellent. So when we talk about this idea of a, a laundromat and the equipment, right? So I can, can they, do I have to how how can I can I finance? Is there some advantages to financing and depreciation things associated with these machines that kind of make it a good business? Yeah, investors love that. I mean, you're when you're buying and putting money into the business, you're buying the equipment, and your goal is to maximize as much throughput and revenue through those machines as possible. Um, the good thing is we have financing partners, whether it's the SBA or direct manufacturer who can finance 100% of the equipment on really strong terms, which investors love. And then obviously in today's world, a lot of investors that we're attracting really um, take value in the bonus depreciation because um, you're investing six to $800,000 in, in equipment and uh, you can bonus depreciate that, which uh, in the industry, the craziest thing is on a 10-year term, um, the average payoff of that loan is actually four and a half years because what people are doing is they're taking that bonus depreciation and paying off loans early so you can maximize the cash flow for a longer period of time. Ah, that is so cool. All right. So so you guys started franchising in the middle of the pandemic, I, that, which is super awesome. So how many franchisees do you have now? Yep. Our goal was to find five owners last year uh, that equated to about 17 licenses. And we actually closed last year with 12 ownership groups and 33 licenses. Ah, oh, congratulations. I'd love to see that success. Now, when you guys are looking for franchisees, what characteristics are you looking for uh, in business? Uh, I guess it'd be business partners as franchisees. So yeah. what, are you, what are you looking for when, you, when you've Yep. So we're at an early stage in our, our development life cycle. We just started franchising last year. So we're first and foremost, we're looking for people who truly believe in our end goal. We're very entrepreneurial minded. We we call our owners laundropreneurs, and we're really looking for that entrepreneurial uh, spirit and individual who has very significant sort of business experience. We like people who know the ins and outs of pulling levers in a PL um, and who can help us really maximize the value of what we're building with technology. And so um, we're really looking for that owner who's uh, looking to diversify into other things because they're they're already really solid investors and into real estate and other small businesses. And, and so uh, a business-minded individual is really important for us. Um, okay. And uh, we've been fortunate to attract a lot of 
sophisticated individuals. I can imagine. So entrepreneur spirit uh, has some business acumen there, right? And is willing to, or looking to diversify their assets and income. So this is just another piece of what they're, what they're building. That's that's generational wealth. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think uh, being an entrepreneur, you got that, you've had that entrepreneur spirit. What do you think are the characteristics somebody needs to be successful in business? Yeah, to me personally, and something that I've talked a lot about is you just need to surround yourself with other people. I, I think this, the the thing that I say the most is it takes a village to do what you're doing, and and it, it makes it even more fun. Um, you don't want to really do things alone, and and so it's exciting to have people surrounded you, whether it's a partner, investors, mentors, advisors, employees, um, all across the board. And we've done that really well. Um, this is something you can't do alone, and I don't think you can do a lot of businesses alone, and so. Um, that doesn't mean you need to have a, a specific business partner, but again, surrounding yourself with others who you can navigate different challenges, you can ask questions, you can look at your business a different way. And uh, that's something that I hold very uh, high value uh, in what we've been doing, and we continue to do that. Okay, so leverage others. They don't necessarily have to be business partners, but leverage other people that are really good at things to, to Absolutely. build a business from a financial point. You know, what is the best piece of advice somebody's ever given you? I mean, it's kind of cliche, but in the entrepreneurial world, I mean, uh, perseverance, you just got to have that mindset to make the tough decisions at the right times and not be afraid to do it and, and persevere through the tough challenges. And that's how you get past a lot of, um, that are thrown your way and, and, uh, no business is perfect. And, and so you just have to have that rigorous sort of, uh, hard, hard hat, um, mindset to persevere through almost anything and, <laughs> yeah. and, uh, definitely have those challenges as you, as you scale any business. Yeah, sure. I mean, perseverance, I mean, you, you hope you started, uh, or moved to the Lunder lab model in the middle of a pandemic. Nat, you know, a little something about perseverance when it comes to businesses. Hey, when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Spot on. <laughs> awesome. You know, so, you know, as you think about your business, where do, where do you see yourself, you know, say five years from now? So we're, we're kind of stepping forward now. You built this great thing. You, you've attracted some great business partners. You've, um, I guess, revolutionized the laundromat industry in terms of the customer experience. So where do you see yourself in five years? Great question. So we want to build a laundry empire, and that's always been the plan since Alex and I uh, originally started. And now we have a team, uh, an awesome team to do it, investors, now uh, franchise owners. And so internally, we're hyper-focused around building the first and best nationally recognized brand in this space. And so we have that opportunity in front of us. And uh, what that really translates to is hundreds of laundry labs across the country um, we want to support our laundry labs with uh, growing our 2U business uh, and bringing that additional revenue to our franchisees and, and really start uh, being known as uh, uh, the, the first and laundry empire across the country. Oh, that's cool. So do, do we are going to have to address you in five years as the king, the king <laughs> of laundry? Look. Let's let's mark that down. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, you know, it has been a pleasure speaking with you and congratulations on what you've developed. I mean, it's just absolutely amazing from, uh, you know, a little project in college to now you guys are going to build the first national brand when it comes to laundromats and revolutionizing an industry that's been around for a very long time and has been stagnant. And, and the industry is uh, it looks like uh, they got to be ready for you guys. You guys are <laughs> awesome. Yep. Uh, Laundry Lab is coming um, and uh, really appreciate it. Um, really appreciate the support and uh, kind words and, and we're excited with what we're doing and, and we appreciate the support. 
All right, guys. Well, I got to go. I got to go shovel. So I, I apologize. <laughs> I got to cut it short, but I've, I've got to go out there and shovel now. So, all right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate your time today. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.